Perfect Balance Healthcare presents Lick, Stick, and More with your host, Dr. Nandita Kuti. Join me to explore the minds of thought leaders as they share golden nuggets on the impact of faith integration in practice, professional development tips, and innovative solutions to bring you beyond ordinary healthcare. Good afternoon. Komal, thank you for joining me today. We have with us today the holistic pharmacist. If you could please, for those who haven't come across you yet, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you're doing to make some waves in pharmacy. Sure. Thank you, Nandita. So, yes, my name is Komal. I am a pharmacist uh, from the UK. Uh, I'm a former national level pharmacist uh, here in the UK, and uh, I am now a holistic pharmacist, and I'm also a pharmacy career change coach as well. So um, what does it mean to be a holistic pharmacist? It's really, I see it as really looking at a person in their whole entirety. And so, you know, it incorporates functional medicine, incorporates lifestyle medicine, and also health coaching as well. And I think that as pharmacists, where we are so well placed at being able to do this role in terms of, you know, supporting people with their health and managing their long term well-being, essentially. Absolutely. We already do it, basically, without even realizing it sometimes. And you kind of fell into pharmacy. I think last we spoke, we talked a little bit about how you were in the microbiome space for a little bit, kind of fell into pharmacy and then uh, transitioned into policy, into a role as a negotiator. If you could just shed some light on what that was like. And, and I really wanted to dig into what allowed you to pivot. What was it that you had to do in order to shift gears and get into a non-traditional role as a pharmacist? Was it a shift to part-time or was it an opportunity that was presented to you by somebody else or exactly how did that happen? Yeah, sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I um, I was actually going to study microbiology when I was um, studying for my, uh, you know, to get into my admission into university. And um, I did fall, I, I always describe it as I fell into pharmacy. I, you know, I was kind of like the accidental pharmacist in a way. Um, basically cut a really long story short, but I was going to be going off to study microbiology. Um, I actually had uh, failed my chemistry A level um, the very first time that I took it. And um, I had to retake it to get into university. And um, my uh, chemistry teacher had said to my parents that I was not capable of going to university. So, you know, to tell Asian parents that their child is not going to go to university was just like, what what on earth like you you can't tell my daughter that you know you can't say that my child's not going to go to university so I ended up retaking my chemistry a level and um at the time I actually had two places at two really great London universities to study microbiology and I those places were actually given to me unconditionally I would have if I could have gotten any any grade in my chemistry A level and they would have taken me and um, I gave that all up to go and study pharmacy because I was my grades changed so dramatically that I was able to you know kind of open up new options for myself And I had a friend at the time who was going to go off and study pharmacy. And she said, why don't you study pharmacy? And I I was already working as a Saturday girl in a pharmacy. And so I was like, "Okay, well, let's give this a go. (laughs) And that's basically what happened. And I and I became a pharmacist. And and yeah, I mean, in terms of my career journey, I started off as a clinical pharmacist um, 
did my training actually in hospital. And then I moved into community pharmacy, worked in community pharmacy for a number of years. And, and then um, I always had this sense within me that I wanted to do something for pharmacy rather than in pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And that kind of drive really drove me to um, end up working for the National Pharmacy Association here in the UK, which is um, one of the biggest trade bodies for pharmacy, pharmacies in the in the UK. Um, and so I worked there for a number of years, uh, moved up uh, the ranks there, and then ended up um, securing a place at the Pharmacy Negotiator, which is like an overarching uh, organization that negotiates the uh, pharmacy contract with the government here, because obviously we have a national health service. So all your community pharmacies have got a national health service contract. And so I ended up working for the organization that negotiates that contract. Um, And so, you know, it's very much a policy role. It's very much looking at the macro numbers rather than the micro numbers. And, um, and yeah, and I worked there for eight years, um, started off as head of information, went, went on to become head of dispensing and supply and did various different roles within the organization. Um, but for me, the kind of shift really happened during my pregnancy because, you know, I felt pregnant. Um, and as with most mothers, I think, you know, it gives you an opportunity to kind of step back and think, right, what is it that I really want out of my life and out of my mm-hmm. career? Mm-hmm. And I'd reached a point in my career where I thought I kind of got to where I wanted to get to, if that makes sense. And with having my son, I was able to kind of reflect and we're really lucky because here in the UK, we get a year's maternity leave. So, (laughs) so I was super, super lucky to have that time uh, to be able to kind of really reflect. And I've always been interested in holistic health because for me, it's kind of part of my culture. It's what I've grown up with. And so, you know, I would, I've done yoga retreats before I've done meditation training, you know, I've done all those kinds of things all throughout my career, almost kind of like as a, you know, like a, a different person almost, you know what I mean? It's like, you kind of straddle between these two places. And so when I became pregnant and I was really conscious of what I was putting into my body, how I was treating myself, kind of stress levels and all of those kinds of things, I just really, really became really interested. Again, it kind of re, I suppose I always think of it as kind of like reacquainting myself or, you know, um, you know, re, re, yeah, reacquainting myself is how I would like kind of reset. Just, you press the reset button a little bit and exactly. And so I, that's what happened. I, I got really interested in holistic health and I started my own turmeric supplement company in my first maternity leave. And um, that really triggered my journey in terms of wanting to know more about holistic health, wanting to know more about lifestyle medicine and functional medicine. And for me, Ayurveda was uh, was an area that really interested me. So um, I just kind of immersed myself in this holistic, um, in holistic health, essentially. Let me ask you this, Kamal. So you had mentioned that maternity leave was kind of the wrench in the wheel that put a stop to life to allow you to even consider your next step, your next pivot into entrepreneurship. But when you were pivoting from community to to regulatory, to policymaking and to that negotiator role, what allowed you to make that transition? Because you weren't on maternity leave. There was no wrench in the wheel. And sometimes as pharmacists, we can get stuck in a cycle that kind of 
cripples our ability to think outside of the box and to create something that doesn't exist, right? Our creativity gets suffocated by our current environment. Was there something that happened that allowed for that growth or for that transition? Were you uh, maybe fed up with your, your role? And I'm not saying community is bad. I'm obviously loving community right now, even as we speak. Um, but what was it that happened that allowed you to make that transition? And then how did you transition? Did you switch your hours or um, did you just start applying or what, what happened that allowed you to make that move? When I was in community pharmacy, for me, I was working for a company that did medication for nursing homes and care homes. It was operating from a warehouse unit. And I was one of three to four pharmacists who were working in this place. And there were like 10 to 12 dispensers. And I was working in this place day in, day out, getting paid really well because quite frankly, Nobody wants to work in a warehouse. <laughs> like, you know, there are no windows. Is You know, it's uh, you walk out, it's a car park. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, it's like a out. different time of the day or something. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, um, and I had gone from being a really involved clinical pharmacist in a hospital to this environment where I was really, really stifled in terms of being able to make um, you know, real kind of clinical impact. Disconnected um, from the patients, really, you know, a closed door set. I don't even see the patients. Yeah, or talk so, to them barely, yeah. Uh, you know, the, I don't see them. I can't speak to them. I don't have any relationship with these people. And all I'm seeing is their prescription. Mm-hmm. And the only person that I have contact with is the nurses or the doctor. And mm-hmm. that's about it, you know. And your coworkers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my coworkers, exactly. So, you know, and it was, um, and I really found it really quite stifling. And you felt yeah. like you weren't, maybe you weren't practicing at the height of your degree or you, it wasn't what you had anticipated with your impact on patient care that you knew you, you possessed the ability to have, right? Totally. Totally. I mean, we all go into, we all go into healthcare professions because we want to help people. I mean, that's, you know, that's ultimately why we go into the healthcare professions that we choose to go into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was no different. And, you know, I wasn't making the impact, but I was seeing the effect that that environment was having on me personally. Mm-hmm. I became really quite angry. Uh, I was quite resentful of where I was working. And I just didn't like me, actually. Yeah. And at that point, I, I actually went on a yoga re- retreat and I um, spent like an entire week on this retreat. And I came back like a different person mm. <laughs> and I came back and I, I had this kind of realization. I, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it, it was really pivotal in me making a decision that was. So there it is. That was your wrench. You stopped. And I think this is what I wanted to point out for anyone who's watching. That's trying to, they feel like they're stuck in the cycle and they want to get out. You have to find a way to stop, that's where you're at and really make a decision as to if that's something that you feel like you're serving the right people in the way that you're more, you morally can be comfortable with. Completely, completely. I couldn't agree more. It comes down to a spiritual aspect of what are you really okay with? What did you pledge an oath to do? Right. And um, what kind of practice do you want to lead? And maybe it's not something that exists. Maybe it's something that you have to create that doesn't exist, which is something that you and I have done and have found success with. So 
while we're on that, that's a great um, segue into my next question for you. Mm -hmm. What is it that you're doing now? And talk to me a little bit more about how you've integrated spiritual health and, and taking a really holistic approach to organic care. Yeah. So when I went through this journey of kind of learning more about functional medicine and lifestyle medicine and, and, and really kind of really immersing myself in Ayurveda again, uh-huh. was really this going back to this connection piece, right? When I started working with uh, clients one-to-one, um, mainly around kind of their weight management or um, yeah, actually it was weight, it's weight management that most, most of my clients come to me mm-hmm. for, right? Um, the thing that was really missing for almost every single one of them is connection. Yeah. So they think that it's weight, but that's really just a symptom of a bigger problem, right? A bigger, bigger gap, a a void, if you will. I think most people know what they should eat. They know that they should exercise. They know that they should get better sleep. You know, they know those things, but what they don't, always connect the dots when it comes to when it comes to their health is the impact that connection has on our health yeah and the lack of consciousness of that has a huge impact actually Mm -hmm. so just by way of example I had one client who um was really really overweight and you know he tried so many different diets over the years and, you know, he'd gone through crash dieting and he'd gone through, you know, exercising like, you know, like a ninja, you know, and, you know, and, and losing, going through that, you know, that cycle of losing lots of weight, putting it back on again, losing lots of weight, putting it back on again. And in one session of speaking to him, he had this, the penny drop and that penny drop for him was his father passing away Mm. really unexpectedly and the depression that he went into after that and the impact that that had on his health. Mm -hmm. And he had never connected the dots between that event and his weight. Mm -hmm. But as soon as, as soon as we talked about it, he, he had this realization. Yeah. It's like the light came shining through. Exactly. It was a light bulb moment for him. And it shifted things for him energetically, actually, because he realized that actually that was the trigger point for him. The missing link, right? Now he could work on, you know, on making the changes in a much more effective and sustainable way because he knew what the cause was. Right. What are the underlying issues that are really contributing to your health disparities, right? And identifying those and walking patients through that. That's great. So I wanted to hear a little bit about what, because you're doing a lot of work right now, turning around and giving back to pharmacists and kind of giving a helping hand and allowing them to come out of a traditional role or out of a role that they may not be comfortable in into doing something more fulfilling or that they feel like they're having a better impact on true patient care. Um, What is it that you're doing to inspire other pharmacists uh, to really pick up their mortar and pestle and do a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I I have I do it in lots of different ways. Um, you know, I I have a I have a Facebook community that um, people can join. It's called the Pharmacy Freedom Method, and basically, in there, we talk about everything to do with our careers, motivational things. You know, I do a live in there as well every single week 
um, we talk about different different topics relating to careers and how we can kind of transition. And then I have my live show. I do a live show on LinkedIn, which is called the Happy Healthcare Professionals Live Show. And on there, I showcase people. You know, I, I have conversations with pharmacists and pharmacy colleagues uh, about kind of the, the work that they're doing. Uh, you know, for example, I've had someone who has uh, gone into the digital uh, health tech space. He's come in and we've done an interview together. I've had another colleague who who works for a really like one of the largest digital health uh, online digital health companies in the world. You know, she's come up. She's actually global director for pharmacy in this organization. And she's she's literally created it from the ground up. You know, and um, and I just I have conversations with pharmacists just like myself who have, you know, bucked the trend, <laughs> you know, and gone out and done their own thing. And mm-hmm. and really, that's that's to inspire people, because we don't have to we don't have to be stuck in the box, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, uh, pardon the pun and all of that, but you know, we don't have to be stuck in the box. And um, there are so many opportunities to that are available to pharmacists that they simply don't even know are there. So a lot of my work is educating mm-hmm. on you know on those options, but it's also coming back to what's important to us as individuals. Like, Absolutely. why have we become healthcare professionals in the first place? What was our vision for ourselves? Have we achieved that? And if we haven't, why haven't we achieved it? And what can we do to achieve it? And I feel really, really passionate about that because I see too many of my colleagues feeling like this is the be all and end all and they can't do anything else. And I really, really want them to know that they can. And it can look like anything. It can be something that hasn't even been created yet. Exactly. And that's, that's the most amazing thing about it. You know, I think, especially as community pharmacists, we can get very, very stuck in, in the numbers, in the metrics, in the numbers, in the lack, the lack of, lack of funding, lack of mm-hmm. patience, lack of whatever it is that we, you know, that we set our, that we see on a day-to-day basis. Right. But I want, I really want to help pharmacists, and, and, and I, even, I work with pharmacy businesses as well, you know, but to get them out of that space and say, let's shift the mindset around pharmacy. Let's shift what you can do, you know, what you can't, what's, what's not coming into what you can do. Yeah. And, and when you do that, you can transform your life. Absolutely. You know, what are some options? What are some things that we can do outside of what we were taught in school or shared by other friends, you know, that's commonly out there in society? What else can we do? And that's where, you know, pharmacists like you and I are, are really trying to turn around and help others. So I thank you for what you're doing. And you are an inspiration to me. I'm actually um, now inspired to go out and, and spread the news myself um but (laughs) let everyone know how do they get a hold of you you know how can they reach you how can they kind of see what you're dabbling in yeah sure so i mean the best place to find me is on linkedin i spend quite a lot of time on there my live show happens there every single week as well and um you know 
message me. You can message me on LinkedIn and I will message you back. Um, you know, I've got my Facebook community, which is a pharmacy freedom method community as well. You're welcome to join there as well. Um, and yeah, and I've got my YouTube channel as well, where all the happy healthcare professional live shows are, are held as well. So if you wanted to go and have a look at those too, you can go and have a look at those, but yeah, that's where you can find me. We'll definitely be checking you out. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope you take care and stay safe. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lickstick and More. Subscribe and follow us on YouTube and all the social media sites at Perfect Balance Healthcare or visit us anytime at pbh.life.